Now, I think, have we got him here now? Oh, thank you to uh, New Zealand Phone Lines. Uh, joining us now, Tony Johnson, Sky Sports voice of rugby. TJ um, was a messy, but we got there eventually. Well, mate, that's all my fault. I, I was at the gym and I got halfway back home and I realised I'd left my phone at the gym, which is something I do quite often. So I've had to go back and get it. And uh, yeah, sorry to, sorry to throw you into a tizz like that. Nice. That's all right. That's all right. I want to talk a couple of things that have come up rugby wise recently. Um, I think it's been a good week for the Hurricanes. Uh, good 10 days, is it? Billy Proctor and Clark Laidlaw gets the head coaching gig for next year. They're the first of the big vacating head coach franchises to have secured someone. Yeah, bit of a, a, a tug of war too. Um, and the Blues, well, if, if it's true that they were after Dave Rennie, they dipped out there and they've dipped out with Clark Laidlaw. It's interesting because obviously for quite a while now, his involvement has been in sevens, of course, he came out here um, for, for a different role, and he's already had one role at the Hurricanes, but everyone you talk to is very impressed by him, uh, very well organised uh, into structures and things like that. So, Avon Lee, I think he's, uh, he's done a pretty good job here. He's got the, the, the man he wanted, and uh, the, the Blues continuing to cast the net. I'm sure they'll come up with someone worthy, but it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's quite a significant... Um, I think, um, to get a guy who, who will have some new faces on the panel too, obviously with Chris Gibbs standing down as well. Um, and two departures, let's do them one at a time. Sam Whitelock, I wouldn't say worst kept secret, but um, we pretty much knew he'd sort of indicated he was done, but he's telling us where he's going. Yeah, no great surprise. Uh, off to France to join brother Luke at Poe. It's a, it's a famous club. I think Conrad Smith played there for a while. And no one would begrudge him. I mean, you know, at, at his stage of life, he, you know, deserves the opportunity. He's going to go for, I think, a couple of years. He's going to take the family with him. Uh, it'll be a great experience for him and, and just something he richly deserves. He's given all he could, uh, both to uh, the Crusaders and to New Zealand rugby. Uh, leaves a massive hole to fill because he's not just a, a you know a great um, all-round player, but just such a bit of a scientist when it comes to the line-out. And I think... Mm. You know, obviously, you still got time to go in the black jersey, but I think uh, I'll always remember the line-out steal that was destined for Victor Matfield and never made it at a crucial stage of the World Cup semi-final in uh, at uh, Twickenham in in, in 2015. Um, and and you know, all I can say is best of luck to him. Darren Shand, a very familiar face to all of us, who's been um, part of the All Blacks environment for nigh on 20 years. TJ, he's off as well. Yeah, and part of a, an ongoing changing of the guard in the All Blacks, obviously, uh, you know, the, I suppose the, 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 the focal point of it or the key point of it has been uh, Scott Robertson. But, I, but also, I think Gilbert Anoka is one who's been around even longer, uh, departing, and now Darren Shand. It's, it's no great surprise. It's been an interesting role. He, he's, been a, he's a fairly quiet, unassuming sort of a guy publicly. Behind the scenes has been a, a very important role when he first came into the team, it was, it was almost as if he was the chief executive officer, a very low-key chief executive officer. I think that New Zealand Rugby decided they couldn't ha- afford to have a situation where, uh, you know, the manager was just there at the coach's beck and call. In fact, the buck really did stop with Darren Shand, um, that, that, that the coaches really answered to him. I mean, it's not that he, he um, flexed his muscles or threw that around, but that was the structure. And I think it worked very well. And it just it changed towards the end of Steve Hansen's tenure, when I, I you get the feeling that Hansen wanted to assume a, a, a more leading role in the scheme of things, 
and he he promoted um, Gilbert Inoka to a to a co-manager's role, and it was it was just an interesting a bit of a power play I thought, um, but but to me you know Darren Shand uh, he, he was a, a very important part of uh, you know in a, in a great All Black era that saw them win two World Cups. He brought some stability to the role where they really. You'd had Colonel Cuddles, and then you'd had um, <laughs> Tony Thorpe, who was kind of there as a. Um, he, he was really a guy there to do the beck and call for, for, for John Mitchell and Robbie Deans. And, and I think he stabilised things very well, Darren Sham. But I think definitely, uh, probably overdue, and I'm, just, I'm not referring specifically to, to Darren or anyone, but I think some overall uh, a, a need. For, for fresh voices, fresh ideas, fresh uh, changes, that, 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 and, and we're seeing that now. And some might say maybe, you know, it, it could have happened a bit earlier, but here we go. Um, I, before while we're trying to get you up online, I was struggling to find what the actual Blues team is going to be tomorrow night, and I've just realised the first team I read out was actually right, with Bryce Heem having to pull out, still no Bowden Barrett, Peter Fetter off, not much rugby, has the guiding 10 jersey, Harry Plummer to 12, and Roger Tuivasa Sheck. The, the mystery of what's happening with him continues. Uh, and I mentioned when, when we spoke to Brendan from TAB about I, there's just a sniff of a hijack in the air for the Highlanders. Sorry, I hadn't caught up with the fact that Bryce Heem was out. I'd, I'd seen a team that he was in it. Yeah, no, so on their Facebook page an hour ago, and I quote, Uncle Bryce has unfortunately been ruled out of tomorrow's game, which sees Stevie come into 10, Harry to 12, and Roger moves to the bench. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, um, that's, that's a, a bit of a shame for, for Bryce Heem because he's been mm. playing so well. And uh, obviously the, the limelight was very much stolen by Mark Tillier last week, but Heem in recent weeks, uh, he, he's just been showing so much thrust in the middle of the park. Uh, um, Harry Plummer has been rock solid. Uh, there was nothing flash about his performance last week, but in, in difficult conditions, you know, he didn't. There wasn't uh, quite the fluency about the back play because it was a new combination. Um, but no, I'm not really surprised to see that. Um, it, it just seems that Roger Tuivasa Sheck now uh, he, he's made his call to move on. Uh, I, I guess he's going to see the season out, but uh, I, I guess that others in front of in, in front of him in the queue. Uh, Plummer deserves to stay there, and I think they'll want to get Peter Fetter some more game time ahead of the playoffs. Massive match for Fijian and Drua, who, with a win over the Reds, can potentially take a number eight spot uh, if the Highlanders weren't to beat the Blues. Um, if they make the eight, what a what a successful season for them. Yeah, it would be, and they're a danger of doing that. And this is, um, you know, the thing for the uh, the Highlanders, you mentioned a possible hijack. Well, that's what they've got to do at Eaton Park. Anything less than that, they've got three teams that can pass them. Uh, they're just a, one or two points behind the Reds and the, uh, that are already in the, in the top eight, but the Drua can, can get up. And, of course, we know how difficult they are uh, to play at home. The Reds coming off a, a disappointing loss last week. Uh, yeah, it was a great try taken well at the end by Falau Fakatava, but I, I thought uh, the Reds got a pretty unlucky break. I felt there was a, a, a definite uh, hint of a forward pass in the lead-up to the Highlanders' second-to-last try, the one that uh, put them in front for a wee while. So they'll be disappointed, and they know that they'll have to bounce back from that. But it's it's not an easy spot to win, uh, and I'm sure that the Drua will be well fired up 
and it just goes to, I know there are people who say, you know, eight is too many to have in the playoffs, but when you get a scrap going on for the last couple of spots, going down to the, you know, the last games of the, the regular season, it's still, to me, it, it does, it, it, it provides an extra layer of interest. Yeah, it sure does. And, um, you know, the ones that are safe, obviously the Chiefs, uh, secured in that number one spot. I haven't seen a team for the them yet on Sunday. Have you had any word on um, are they sending players home or are they all going to go and take on the force? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I, I think there was a, a, a feeling after the game last week that they were they were all going to head off. I, I haven't heard of anyone coming home. I'd, I'd basically uh, just waiting to, to see what the team is. And, and it's an interesting one too because I think they'll want to keep the momentum going. Um, obviously, uh, the force have got plenty to play for as well, although they'll know their fate by the time that game comes around. The thing is, uh, being played so late in the weekend, it just shortens the turnaround a bit for the Chiefs, so that may factor into their team selection. I, I would be very surprised to see them at full strength, but by the same token, I don't think they'll run out of B team either. And lastly, um, Moana Pacifica, while I was delighted for the draw, I was heartbroken for Moana Pacifica in a high-scoring, high-entertainment affair last week. And I really felt for Christian Liliofano, who's put so much effort into this this new franchise, just a storied rugby player, wonderful backstory. I think I wanted that kick to go over for them. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, it, it would have been great. I mean, obviously, the... Uh, Dua fans wouldn't agree with you. Uh, and look, it wasn't the hardest kick he's ever taken in his life either. He played very well. I mean, he was instrumental in giving them a chance at, at pulling off something quite sensational. But I'm afraid that's been the story of this season. There's been three games now where they've either led uh, with the clock in the red or they've had the chance to take the lead and win the game with the clock in the red. And they haven't taken either of them. Uh, after a week in which it was announced, obviously, um, you know, that... Um, uh, Aaron Major's stepping down. A lot of uncertainty over uh, what's going to happen in terms of coaching, but also a lot of their players as well, who I think all of them were on two-year contracts. I don't know how many they've re-signed. So uh, to me, um, yeah, it would, it'd be nice to, to, to see them finish and, and maybe get that elusive win this weekend. But I think even, even if they were to do that, uh, there's a lot of, I guess, questions uh, to be answered. A lot of pieces of the dig sort of fall into place. Uh, for, for what they're going to be able to come up with for next season. Mm. TJ, appreciate your time. I'm pleased you've been to the gym. I'm pleased you've got your phone. And I'm pleased we're going to hear you commentating the rugby this weekend. Yeah, mate, I'm uh, looking forward. I've got the game at uh, Eden Park and, and I've done plenty of these Blues Highlanders games over the years. And, uh, you know, there's usually a bit of drama. So, I, yeah, I look forward to it, mate. Perfect. Thanks so much, TJ. Okay. Tony Johnson from Sky Sport. Uh, we'll come back after a break.